What's up, guys? It's Mike and Ron with Tackle Your Personal Best, the podcast where we talk about fishing. Type B Mike, real tactics in the house. What's going on today, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Nothing much. Had an interesting day at work. Didn't sweat my ass off. Hey, there you go. Can't complain about that. No, no, no. Uh, last couple uh, days, last week, well, pretty much all last week, just brutal. Yeah. Brutal. So I was quite happy today. I didn't sweat my ass off. Oh, we just got a like on the stream. Thank you. So um, it reached 111. 111 with the, I think with the with heat index. Yeah. On Friday. Ugh. It was brutal. I know you were sweating, but I mean, you got you got to relax in the AC between trips. <laughs> yeah, as you like to call it, I get my breaks in the middle of my jobs. Yeah, you get little breaks. <laughs> So, I figured after my whole body was soaked, I just stopped caring. Yeah, once you get to that point, it's like, yeah, whatever. Because if you turn on the AC, you're going to be freezing your balls off. Oh, what AC? <laughs> Good I'm <point>. outside. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in your truck for any reason. Oh, yeah. But, uh... uh do any fishing? Uh... Done a little. I did a little at your house. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I know that. I, I smoked you there. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Let's not forget about all the times that I always kick your ass when we're out together. Yeah, I know. It's when wherever we're filming, I do horrible. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been fishing uh, a little bit, not too much. Um, you know, the post bond bite is is tough, and you know, trying to get some giants when. Uh, when it's in the post spawn season, I mean, they're just not moving. They're not hungry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them, but, um, yeah, I mean, they get I, a little I don't discouraged know for a couple of weeks. Huh? They get a little discouraged for a couple of weeks. Yeah. A little bit. Everyone's out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went over to uh pops Lake and, uh, fished over there for a little bit and, um, caught a few, Sam caught a couple, uh, I caught two or three decent, one small one, but you know, probably anywhere from a uh, pound and a half to two and a half pounds. So you yeah, can't complain there. Really big. Not, not lately, yeah. but I have caught numbers. Right. I, uh, I rem- I don't know where I saw, I think you sent me a video of uh, a rig with a fluke that was hooked through the back with like a mosquito hook might have been it was something a long time ago and there and i tried that and i saw its potential uh it had some flaws and so i would set it down and then uh, you know but I, since i had all these little mosquito hooks for that rig uh I, the spear points come back little well spear points i just recently added which that is part of the tweaks that i used I had like these uh, mosquito hooks. Start with them, uh, like some round hooks. Uh, just just different variations, either owner and gamagatsu. And I tr- I did trial and error with it, and uh, and I've ended up going and like pretty much. I don't even I I don't know if it's out there, but I have made this rig 
and I've showed you and I've tweaked it over the years. Yeah. And it's so simple. It's a super finesse, but I, I, my latest tweak, I added a bead and, uh, to a, a just a total finesse uh, rig, but I added a bead to it and it's helped it's changed the game from that bead i don't know if it's just adding attraction but i know it's keeping me from hanging up yeah but i caught 13 fish in like three hours 13 that's nothing to (laughs) you know shake a finger at i mean having 13 fish is i remember it was a couple years ago just coming down to sunset i was over at pops lake and one right after the other bam 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 and i don't remember what time of the year it was it was probably if i had to guess it was probably sometime around this time but some days you just get lucky like that you know Hmm. you where you you just hitting them in the right spot at the right time i went back out a couple days later fished for an hour did the same thing uh what was it? How the day that you were over here for uh, the baby uh, baby shower? Yeah. How long do you say? And I caught four within what, like maybe under an hour. I was, was gonna say about an hour. Yeah. An hour out there, but I switched to this rig. It was like I was like pretending to be like, oh, time to switch to the secret bait. Secret <laughs> bait. <I'm> like, <laughs> and then yeah. it wasn't long. I cast this. Bam. Yeah. I. <clears throat> I think it's just a, like where we're at in the season. The fish have just all spawned. We got bluegills spawning right now. And don't worry. A little later on, I will be showing the rig uh, to our people, our followers, the secret right now. And it's been killing it. Super furnace. If you have your kids pull and that's all you have, you could fish this rig and just reel them in right now. Yeah. It's definitely the time of the year. I, I mean, it, hey, who knows? Uh, now that I tweaked it this far and it and it's showing numbers, um, I guess. I mean, that's really what the key is. It's not. It's you know, like people say, it's like chatterbaits they catch size, but this is catching numbers. Yeah. Yeah, and it. I mean, it, as far as the bait goes, I mean, it's a good looking bait. You know, it, it. The design and everything. Again, not knowing if it's already been you know something put out there or not, but it's simple. And it, it seems to work. So that's that's a key thing right there is that if it works, go for it, you know. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been posting a few of the pictures of the fish that I've caught with it on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I think more Instagram than Facebook, but or one of the other, vice versa. I'm getting used to all that. I'm not, I'm not the big social media guy. No, you're not. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I am trying. You are not a big social media guy at all. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, I, I live in the world of, uh, well, I, I just, I don't, it's not my first thought. You know, I'm a, if I pick up my phone, I'm like, I'm either reading articles about fishing or baits and techniques. That's, that's where my first thought is to go to. Yeah. No, I get it. Well, let's move into this next segment where we kind of go over baits and things like that. Um, Let's, well, uh, I do got some news. Okay. Some, some minor stuff. Some yeah. Stuff, you know, things that I found that was interesting. Um, well, you know, if you're going to be planning on fishing in the next couple of weeks, 
the rest of this week, you might might get lucky. Uh, but leading into the on the twenty fifth, which is starting, I think is uh, Saturday. Let me double check that. Yeah, Saturday. Mm. Saturday, which uh, through the first is going to be great times fishing because the twenty eighth is going to be the new moon. So if you're having a little hard time this whole week, maybe save some time uh, and just save your time going out from now and go towards the end of the week. All next week is going to be great. New moon's coming. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good fishing coming out there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, we're leading up. But this is a couple months old, but I just saw this is really freaking cool um, that the new world, uh, well, the new, there is a possible new record uh for mean mouth in texas for what now mean mouth bass there's a possible new world record they're they're still holding on to it i haven't yet to see anything confirmed on it but man it's massive any guess how big you think this fish is in texas in texas a mean mouth bass which is like a cross between a, a, a large mouth and a small mouth it's a hybrid hmm. I'd probably guess anywhere from if it's a hybrid bass. So it's a small, it has small, small mouth heritage. Yeah. So 10, 11, don't go months. like Florida, don't go Florida large, <laughs> Florida bass. Like, no, I, I, I'd like say that. 10, 11 pounds, maybe. You're pretty damn close. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, give a guess on how long. There you go. That's Ooh. a harder trick. Yeah. That one's going to be tougher. Um, 18 mm. you're pretty close all right so it's 11.7 ounce uh, 11 pounds points uh, so it's 11.7 and it's 25 inches long wow it's a big fish that's, over two that, feet that's a inch. long fish <laughs> it's a that's very a long. long fish i mean 11 pounds i mean that's you know that's nothing to really <laughs> so knowing that it's a hybrid all right between largemouth which put up a, a fight but smallmouth are known for fighting they put up a huge fight so imagine that fish pulling you around for the next what maybe a couple minutes 15 minutes oh yeah just being careful not to break it that's like peacock though too oh Pe yeah peacock bass i mean they're fighters they're just which... just exactly like fighting a smallmouth so, which brings me into the next news, and I'm not going to get into all the technicality. If you want to look it up, it's a research fund done by Yale. Um, but you reminded me with the peacock bass; they're not really bass, technically. Yeah, they're they're actually invasive. They're not from here. They're no, but from... they're not even part part of the bass family. Yeah, yeah, I I did hear that. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're still in the panfish uh, family, right. um, but which leads into a funnier thing. That's a different research on that. Uh, but the Yale put out a research that they're just now discovering that Florida bass and largemouth bass have been categorized or named improperly. They you know they're not really part of like the largemouth breed. They're they're separate. Um, so they give all these really technical things, but I just thought that was kind of cool because it's, it's more leading into like conservation. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of gives me hope because a lot of people have been just feeling like, Oh, it's a large mouth, the large mouth bat, you know, large mouth bass. And they'll, you know, 
you got like farmeries and stuff like that will raise fish and then the, you're just stocking ponds with largemouth. So hatcheries. Yeah. And, and so when you're mixing and you're making hybrids, sometimes it can like really mess up your little ecosystem in like ponds versus like lakes, you know? So uh, for them to get, it's kind of nice that they're digging into more of uh you know, the world's largest fishing tournament fishing fish you know so yeah it's kind of nice yeah no well and i mean as we all know just in general i mean texas has probably the largest bass in the country florida pretty damn close if not florida bass is it's it's close but you really would have to go to okeechobee to no see here's the thing it's not even so much okeechobee it's the Everglades. And what tournaments held in the Everglades? None really so much. I mean, there's local tournaments and stuff, but nationally advertised. Yeah. All the, all the national tournaments are in Okeechobee. Yeah. So who knows what people are, you, you got to start researching when people are pulling out of Okeechobee. True. Mm-hmm. Start getting in that brackish water where they have more forage, bigger fish. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, can't argue that D- in that sense. <laughs> D train did pull out an eight and three quarter out of there. So true. Yeah. All right. So not very far off from this. And, you know, and oh, me and Jeff went fishing out in Lehigh. Yeah. And um, that little Lehigh area is actually a lot larger than you would think. It's not just that pond. There's a couple of, now that's flooded. There's a couple of cut throughs that we were able to get. And uh, that it was park. Yeah, at the yeah. new park. Um, but there was, a ki- there was, you know, like some kids, not kids, but like early 20s and his brothers, I guess, were out there fishing. The kids don't. We're asking, yeah, and we're, I was asking them if they had any luck, you know, and they said, you know, not today, but they, they said uh, not so long, you know, every year around the rainy season out in that back area, if you can get back out there, they've caught some, like, and I don't know about the size, but they said 12 pounder. So I don't know. And they've said I've, they've I've been fishing multiple over size there. that size. And I wouldn't put it down past it because I have seen some that looked like some decent four pounders that just weren't biting. Right. So I know there's bigger size out there. I don't know 12, but bigger size in, for sure. In that particular area? Maybe in the back back area where you can't get to without trekking and really being. I've miserable. been there. It was, I'm not talking it about that just, normal. This. No, no, no. This is, is a this is a this is a hook around the lake. There's a spot, and then there's a little canal, and then it opens back up into a little like pond back there. But then there's another cut. And then there's another cut. Yeah, there's other cuts. And then there's another cut behind it that opens up larger. It's just you can't get to it without getting off your boat and pulling a little bit over the the next spot. Yeah, and back in that that nasty water, I ain't getting in that. Gators are bad. That's why they said they're not going back there right now because gators are bad. Uh (laughs) Well, yeah, it's mating season. Well, and that water back there is so gross. It's so, oh, it's but so it, but brown. You, <laughs> so it was about to rain, right? And uh, um, it looks brown, but it, there's some spots that are really shallow and it looks just like it's 
20 feet deep and you know or you're in the mariana tr- trench down in, there in the main food. part of the lake i'm talking about that little pond back there because the it transitions here. because they're doing a bunch of construction work out there and mm-hmm. i think that's churning up a lot of the water and things like that i think they got pumps and hoses and stuff going into the lake they're trying to pump mm-hmm. water out whatever but when i was there the main part of the lake and and the cuts off of the lake the main parts those were like you could see 20 feet down and i mean it's clear clear water and then back in that cut it's like it's it's like dirt chocolate milk oh well we need to go out there and fish it maybe even hike it and yeah fish some spots that'd be dope Mm -hmm. um but so onto the tips i found some cool you know how like there's the the clench knot and then, then there's the uh, uh just just name knots that don't uh, that that have improved or you know just really like improved clinch um for example they improve those because as time goes on they make better lines uh, like you think back at like spider wire was like the, i think it was believe it was the very first braid that was on the market but it's a very glossy like almost like floss <laughs> And nothing against spider wire or anything, but I really don't like spider wire. I don't either. Uh, I don't it's, either. It's, it tangles too easily. But if you're using braid, there are some new knots out there that are supposed to be the best knots for braid, either braid transition, braid the hooks, or different. There's three of them. So if you can just learn three knots, if you're, if you're, you're a braid user, I think you're pretty solid. Now, uh, Mike, have you... Uh, ever seen or been shown how to tie a noose <laughs> i'm not saying like time, that kind of new, but it just what, in general the purpose because it is yeah, a functional it is functional it, it's a functional knot mm-hmm. um yeah once once a long time ago um i was shown how to do it i don't remember it now because i haven't used it well the uni knot is a form of that same same yeah. knot it's a branch off of it and the W uni knot and then all these other things. Um, I'm going to name off a couple of knots for the people to look up if they're, uh, they're later and I wrote them down. I'll put it down. I lost my page when I looked. Aha. There we are. All right. The crazy Alberto knot. Yeah. These are some knots I haven't read. <laughs> but anyway. All right. So it's a, uh, it's pretty much like your W uni knot. So a braid to mono, mono or fluorocarbon knot, a crazy Alberto knot. So that's supposed to be your, instead of using a double uni. Um, now I've used it and um, passing through like the double uni. I do like the double uni for the fact that you can like you use the double uni for your leader lines. Yeah. Yeah. Double All uni right. knot uh, braid to, I typically go braid to fluorocarbon. Hmm. So how many wraps do you do do around your uh, your with your braid side versus your fluorocarbon? I actually equally will do seven or eight. All right, I've always been taught this uh, when you're using braid to you wrap more on the braid side. So I'll do probably twelve on the braid side to like my six or nine on my fluorocarbon, depending really? on the, the diameter. Now. The reason why is just because that braid will taper, make like a almost like a bullet weight, 
before it gets to, to, to the fluorocarbon or mono. So it makes it an ease for the cast. It will slip through those eyelets a little better. Okay. All right. And that's why you do more and braid has some, well, can slip and stuff like that. So, um, the only problem I have with this is the fluorocarbon or the mono is what's making almost the knots. So it may be a very strong knot, but if you're using bait casters, and you're using little leader lines, you're going to have to make sure you're not sucking this into the eyelets. Yeah. I, I tried it and um, that little hesitation um, would just bird, it just bird nests me every time. Um, so the improved San Diego jam knot. Now that's, that's kind of like your quick lure knot. That's uh, I think if you were trying to changing out like, like square bills, uh, if you're just doing some quick changes, especially, I mean, now, you've heard of the loop knot, right? Yeah. All right. Personally, I like the loop knot, especially when I'm using hard baits. Uh, gives it a little bit more freedom. Okay. Um, I mean, give this a shot. It definitely sounds like if you're uh, this, I'm gonna. I haven't tried this one because I haven't gotten the opportunity to get around grassy areas, and that's one of the things that I'm kind of always cautious on doing with loop knots. Right. something i have to really fight or pull um and the last one is the berkeley braid knot simple to remember now the last two are kind of like i said variations of that w uni um noose kind of style knot uh, but like i said i've tried the crazy alberto knot and that so those are your uh, super strong braid uh braid braid knots that you have out there now i guess those are the new improved things give them a try if you like it give us a shot let us know in the comments but even also the old standby the polymer polymer's always like the best yeah. i mean it has its functions hands, it has its limitations. but but for people that you know look up a polymer knot that's like other than the standard fisherman's knot which is just looping through your hook um, mm -hmm. twisting and then looping through the eye loop and then looping through that loop and pulling down, which is essentially a, a, a help me out here. Isn't that like a cinch knot? Cinch knot, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that just cinches down on itself. But that was something that my father taught me a long, long time ago. And they, they just, I've, I've heard it called many different things, but I've always known it as just a fisherman's knot. But that knot and a polymer knot are the two knots that I use the most. And those two are going to be your probably, well, your polymer is going to be the strongest knot. The fisherman mm -hmm. knot, the fisherman's, fisherman's knot is your pretty standard basic. That's like the first one that you learn. And it's typically the easiest. So, but yeah, definitely look at those two knots as being your standard to go to. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I always use, I, I mean, the one that I've always been taught, I, I was taught like polymer knot very young. Uh, but then when I was a teenager, my uncle taught me the improved clinch, actually the clinch, and then learned the improved clinch. It's one of those knots that I can do subconsciously so i find myself <laughs> tying that knot more often yeah than anything else i have to make a conscious effort or if i'm doing it like a drop shot rig where it where it's a, a, a not specific rig um 
then yeah, I'm of course doing that. Um, yeah, so Mike. And... No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was I was gonna veer into that rig. I was gonna ask you something. Oh, go ahead. All right. Uh, so, have you seen anything like that? I've seen I've seen nose hooked baits. I've even seen it with the twist lock. Have you seen the rig like that? Personally, it is like a super finesse. Personally, I haven't seen anything like that. I mean, aside from just Texas rigging a flute with a fluke with no weight. You know, that's that's kind of like an improved version of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be an just an improved. I've seen things similar to it, just not the exact thing that I'm doing here. Um, it is. It, it's not necessarily bait specific. Uh, I've I've caught it on uh, some of the gecko baits that yeah. I thought I was recording and wasn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I think I have a picture or two of a fish um zoom baits i've caught it on worms i've done worms i've done creatures uh, I've, i mean it works all around i it, it really and i have tried slow action uh, slowly moving it fastly twitching it uh just let it drop pick up fall th- just working it different ways and i have yet to find a problem with it I, I i used to have a problem and i'll get into that when i'm showing what's going to tackle but like i said i added one little improvement to it and been working on it i would i would like i said you sent me that photo i bought a whole bunch of these hooks tried it out for a little bit set it away put it in my little finesse box came back to it maybe a year later then let it down and improved it again and then brought it back so did you use it not yet i haven't used it yet i have it um and i actually i have those little spear point hooks that you were using mm-hmm. um i do that we, the one that you gave me was uh was on a z-man minnows wasn't it mm-hmm. uh, yeah little, which i little, which i have some of those too the only thing that i'm missing right now is just the twist locks i order them on amazon yeah um and and i mean you know i'm a big z-man fan but what i have found yes you are z-man again is yet one of the best now not saying because of what i normally like z-man for the their indestructible plastic elastic you know stretch those things forever one worm will catch like 20 fish (laughs) but uh it's It's a little bit of of an over exaggeration calm down now it could happen could happen anyway all right i like them because they're buoyant and zoom baits and the way this technique is you it actually works to become uh, to have the bait be buoyant and uh make it sub buoyant um so a slower fall all right so first of all you definitely need some of these twist locks. I ordered a whole bunch of these. I think, I don't know if this pack says, yeah, it was a 200 pack, uh, like probably okay. 12 bucks yeah. on Amazon. Twist locks, twist locks. Mm-hmm. I bought them before because I, I would, try, I was just making, I I'd tinker around with rigs. You know me, I'm always making different things. I've used these on a twitching worm rig a long time ago, which now that we're filming stuff, I might bring back. Yeah, that was kind of a 
cool twitching worm kind of almost the same technique but different and this is one of those uh it's actually the funny this is that was one of the rigs that i made using this same hooks that i bought a shit ton of <laughs> yeah the next thing you need is nail weights all right because i said sub point all right right sub point uh, the trick is to get it to fall not too slow but not too fast um, yes you can catch them on zoom that little minnow which just straight falls and other plastics that straight fall and it doesn't matter but i find slowing that fall down um, helps you in numerous different ways one not knowing when exactly you're going to meet the bottom you know um, so unless you're counting stuff and you're really you know really on point with it uh, but this is kind of a slack line technique but also it gives i mean it just gives you more time you're not ever this is the exposed hook you're and now the bead helps with that but it is an exposed hook technique so sometimes you can get hung up be prepared to get hung up with this rig <laughs> um yeah beads bought a whole bunch of these these are rubber ones i suggest using plastic ones i was gonna say be specific <laughs> all right plastic ones now because this is ultra finesse if you're using like zoom baits um or whatever other bait that may be like really lightweight and finesse i found that without you don't want to add a bait a weight to it because it's just going to sink too fast yeah um it's going to ensure contact, better contact with the bottom, which you don't want, especially with an exposed hook. And, you know, uh, I mean, just, well, it just defeats the purpose, really, of twitching it around and having it sink. So, no, it will, the bead, the glass bead also makes some noise. So that's good to have on there as well. It keep, The bead will keep you from popping off, uh, getting hung up in trees. I've, I've casted this thing right accidentally into some bushes. I've slowly reeled up to where the bait is right next to the, st the, the stick and just popped right over top of it. Same style with rocks. Um, but I've ditched those round hooks and got some spear points. Yeah. Now, D-Train, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I ignored you a little bit, but then came back to it because Monster Bass gave me these, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> He lives and dies by those hooks. At least he he was he was, <laughs> he was having some he was having some issues uh, with them for a little while. I I don't know if it was his hook set or if he was just having issues with the hooks in general. But I mean, I haven't found a thick wire of this. Yeah. They are coming out with it, but they're sold out. And I wanted to buy some thick gauge wire of these because yeah. they are a little mm, flimsy, flexible, flexible. <laughs> yeah. Um. I have not landed anything five or more where I, I fear that I would bend it out, but just play with your drag. Don't tighten it down, you know, let them tire themselves out um, yeah. just enough to keep them off the bottom. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you could tell in a picture, what really changes the game on this is that it helps out your hook set because you can be more finesse. They're super wiry. There's like almost like the tiniest needle that you probably wouldn't feel piercing yourself. But they have like a teardrop where the fish just get stuck on, so it's harder to, for them to shake off. Yeah. Now, to make this rig pretty simple, you know, you're just rigging the weight weight down the line. I take my Z-Man weight or bait, I mean, 
and I take my uh, my nail weight and I puncture a hole, it's going to help you get the spear lock on or the spear point and twist lock mixed together. All right, the twist lock on, but the trick I found with the Z-Man, because they're a pain in the ass to get the twist lock on, stick it in there and push the Z-Man on it and then pinch the twist lock so the rubber stays place and then twist the hook like that. And it, it, when you're forcing it up, it, it helps get on there better. Yeah. And you're going to have, depending on the bait, you're going to have to dick with the size of the nail weight. I get the smallest nail weight I can and I'll push it in there three quarters of the way and then try it in the water right next to me. Right. If it's, if it's sinking too fast, I take it, you know, I clip that little half quarter section off, put it back in the water. If it still is, then clip some, just clip it off. The nice thing is when you catch a fish, 90% of the time, the bait goes up the line Mm -hmm. and you just have to rig this bait once. It takes a little bit of time rigging it once, but once it's on, man, it's, you're, it's throw, just throw. Just keep throwing. Yeah. Um. What was it? The I mean, that's that's pretty much freaking simple. I mean, I yeah. the way I work this, I you saw I cast it out, let it sink a little bit, twitch it, let it sink, twitch, just like you would a fluke. I've I've jigged it with if I've leaved it and uh, had a little heavy weight on it, and that works too. So if you you like the faster fall and you're running like a creature style. But like that minnow style, I, I, I twitch them. Yeah. Um, swim baits, I twitch them. Um, but I put a little bit more weight in them. So they fall fast. And that paddle, I even use paddle tails. Paddle tails just fall, kick, 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 twitch up. Kick, 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 kick. Creature baits. It's a great rig. Now, that the hook, um, I always, peer, if it's a swim bait, I always go from underneath the chin up through the top of the head. And you'll find out that most of my hook sets are in the top of the mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's so fast. It's so when it's sub buoyant like that, that slow fall of a of the paddle tail. Also, put put the twist uh, the uh, the nail weight more more towards the front, but centered, so it falls more belly down. Yeah, that's the trick I found with that. Man, you got to give it a try. I don't know how much longer it's gonna last, <laughs> man. I know it's working a lot because of the bait fish. Bait fish are running right now. Yeah. Get out there, fish it. Hell yeah. Uh, if you guys fish it, please let me know. If it works for you, uh, it works really well towards, towards the edge. I have fished it out in the middle of the water. Uh, calm. I, I Yeah, it works if fish is there, but they're really like tucked in right now on the edge, uh, especially down here in Florida. So I'm, I'm, I'm going up the water bank, and I'm casting left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, not straight out. And I'm just working those edge lines uh, five to six feet in within the edge. You know, really that's, works well. That's where they're hitting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's episode six. Um, appreciate you guys coming in and watching. Uh, we did it live this time, uh, which we haven't done in a little while. But definitely go tech, check out Ron's pages, Real Tactics, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook page, all that fun stuff. 